Japan 2.0. Welcome to Japan 2.0.、Uh, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Matt. I'm David. And we're here today from Uts- recording in Utsubo Park once again,、yeah. you know, our, our, our home our away from home,、yeah. you know, Japan 2.0 Central. And、uh, today we're talking about、mm, how our lives have changed since we moved to Japan. Or,、yeah. I'm、um, going to say how Japan has changed us, although I don't know if it's always because of. <laughs> The country, necessarily, yeah, that would change, but、uh, we recorded a recent episode that should already be out there for you called、uh, like Quality of Life in Japan.、Mm-hmm. I think there'll be some connections, you know, between those two.、Uh, that you know, we basically, Matt and I basically said that our quality of life living here in Japan is higher than when we got back home. So, I think that high quality of life is then, of course, changed. Yeah, 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 I mean, it has、well. an impact on us. It has an impact on our mental health, and you know, it has an impact on our relationships, and、um, all that stuff is kind of connected. I mean, anytime you're living life, you know, quality of life, and,、uh, um, and you know, the, I mean, just your whole, your whole being is affected. Yes.、Um, so I, I had one big one. I like this question. I've heard other、um, expats have to answer the same thing. You know, lived in a country for a long time. And I always kind of wonder, like, how would I answer that?、And、their answers always seem so easy or so obvious.、Mm-hmm. Well, I really had to think about it. But I, I like the question a lot. I think it tells you kind of a deeper insight into a country slash a person.、Um, I'll save kind of the very first reaction I had, which is like a big idea that all these things can fall under kind of at the end is a good conclusion. But I'll start us off with one. Which, when I asked my wife, this is the first one she said about myself. She's like, oh, there's one easy way I could tell is、um, like dress style, hairstyle, basically not being,、uh, not worrying about an image so much, perhaps.、Um, and I, I totally agree with her in general that、um, I think when you go to a new country in general, you're going to try new things, right? Because you don't have any. History, there's no one who knows you there. No, if you do something, no one's gonna say, Hey, that's out of character for you, or why are you doing that? You wouldn't do that before, you know? Yeah.、Um, I've never really liked that answer when people will say, Hey, why don't you do this? Or this, this would be cool on you. Why don't you like, wear this or get this hairstyle? And they always say, Ah,、oh, it's not my style.、Um, I don't know. I don't think you should like, have to be like, limited or like, I wouldn't, that's not something I could see myself in. Or,、um, Japan is very generally free and open with how people express themselves to a certain level. If you're a company man, then no, not at all. You have to have a very certain look, actually. But just when you're walking around in the street, if you're not trying to get a job or anything,、um, I feel that people don't really judge you. Or it really takes a lot to get someone to like, turn their head and stare at you or give you a dirty look here or something, you know? Right. Where、um, back home, I feel more conscious of、uh, what others around me. Think. And I don't really, I want to say I don't care what other people think, but I think deep down inside, everyone does to some degree. And、uh, yeah, I guess and because I see a lot of people here trying things you know, that I think are cool that back home maybe they kind of get made fun of for,、uh, I just feel, yeah, it's like, like my, 
when in Rome, perhaps, you know? Yeah. Do as the Romans do, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I see where, where you're coming from. I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know. My, my fashion and sense and stuff hasn't changed probably since I, you know, was in my 20s. And I'm not the most fashionable person, you know, I don't. You know, I don't often color my hair or, or bleach, you know, my you, hair or anything. Well, I mean, I don't said feel you came so close to getting like a purple gray hair color, which is out of, somewhat out of character for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, like it, I don't, I couldn't have seen you doing that back in California. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't have. I mean, I've of course at some points I've tried. You know, with I dabbled in different fashions and I've bought weird clothes that you know are kind of out of the norm for me, but um, but. Uh, but I do find myself wanting to be more fashionable uh, since I moved to Japan, and, and I'm I am trying to buy like a little bit nicer quality clothing, um, even if it is in the same style that I've kind of always worn. Um, but I, I did, there there is a part of me that that looks around and I see a lot of people dress nice, and even if they're dressed like casually and wearing baggy pants and stuff, it's still nice pants. You know, it's not like they're wearing like. You know, um, just there's I don't know, of, pick and save. Yeah. Or there's a lot of really expensive like shops out here, and it's kind of actually what's normal. And if you wanted to find like kind of a, a cheaper place, you do have to look for that. Yeah. But I think back home, you go to the mall. Uh, the price point you're gonna get for things are like yeah, like forty, fifty dollars for pants and shirts, and that's normal. And you'd have to go to like the special mall in a nice part of town if you're gonna spend a lot of money on something and get some like designer clothing right maybe not in California but I think most places in the US you kind of have to look for that special stuff yeah where in Japan it's actually um, you just walk into a store this is like your local clothing store I'm like oh yeah they sell dress shirts I'm just gonna buy these and you always have to check out the price tag because you're you know, things yeah. are kind of expensive here. I you could go into the mall and look at a place that you're like, oh, this dress shirt looks nice. And you look at it and you're like, wow, it's $200, you know? it's Yeah. <laughs> so that, I guess the flip side of that, of me changing my style or then you transition, which is true for me too, like spending more money, um, perhaps, or keeping a similar style but trying to like class it up, which usually means, you know, going to nicer places. Yeah. I will spend a lot more money now uh famously there's a certain point where i realized that when i found a just a black nike sweatshirt for like i can't remember how much it cost it was maybe 60 dollars. i remember thinking that was cheap for a sweatshirt maybe that's the times too maybe maybe (laughs) prices have gone up a bit you know yeah but in my mind like back home i pay like 30 dollars for a sweatshirt you know that's the normal price for a sweatshirt I don't remember my wife and I finding, uh, yeah, just, uh, again, a Nike sweatshirt here for 60 bucks and be like, whoa, that's a pretty good price. Like, let's buy that. <laughs> and, then and then afterward, I was back, like, yeah. $60 for a sweatshirt is not a good price. Like, that's a little bit expensive, maybe. But sweatshirts here, I've seen them, just a regular hoodie, I've seen up to, like, $200 for a hoodie. That Again, that's the high end. But I'd say, like, the average price for a hoodie in Japan is about $80 or so. Mm-hmm. You go to, like, again, not a Uniqlo, but you just walk into, like, a normal Japanese shop. Um... So my price point that I'm willing to spend on things has risen by a lot. I would say like double what I would spend back in the States. I Um, think also the expectation of quality has changed for me, at least. Like, I mean, if I'm going to buy something that is more expensive... I often look at the tag and see if it was made in Japan, you know, uh, like, uh, oh, yeah. and I definitely um, check that too. Yeah. I, I recently, I bought a really nice pair of shoes. Mm. Um, I love those shoes, you know, yeah. uh, I bought them from ships by the way. Oh, not beans. Yeah, it wasn't beans, yeah, yeah. but uh, I know they're kind of connected or something, they're right? Competitors, yeah. Um, but, uh, 
but I mean, I was totally happy with these shoes. They're high quality, you know, they polish nicely, you know, um, the leather is nice, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I spent a lot more than I usually spend on dress shoes, but, um, but I know I'm, I'm going to keep these shoes for a long time, you know, I mean, even when they get a little bit older, it's a kind of shoe that I could take out for a casual, you know, lunch, you know, would you agree though, that you'd be more willing to like try a a different style here more than you would back home yeah and I do think I do wear a few things that I wouldn't have worn you know back home um, and I think my style has changed a little bit since I moved to um, Korea even and I, we started shopping at Uniqlo you yeah. know yeah. Um, so I mean I wear a lot skinnier things than I, I would have you know skinnier jeans mm. um, Japan's made me wear, wear baggier things Korea made me wear way tighter stuff because it was just easy to find there yeah but now in Japan, the tight styles aren't. It's not even just a now thing. Just in general, I think in Japan, they didn't jump on the whole like skinny jean bandwagon as much as other countries. They yeah. can't. There's a big hip hop. You, you know. see it though. I mean, oh, it's you still, see it. It's uh, like compared to like the Los Angeles styles yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's still skinnier. Well, I would than, say it's closer to America than Korea was. Where Korea was, like, everyone's wearing skin tight stuff. There oh, was yeah. no option. There was no yeah. person wearing baggy clothes. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys in skin tight jeans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's made me kind of re- reevaluate that a bit. Plus, I'm getting older now and I'm wearing <laughs> skin tight stuff all the time. But um, you kind of were talking about quality, and I think that's a good transition into another one, which for me is um, we talked about this a little bit in our food episode. But um, my expectation of quality now, my expectation of things in general, is to a much higher level. And the easy one to look at besides clothes would be food. Um, we talked about that a ten, you know, I, it's very easy to get a ten out of ten. Not easy, but it's not so hard to get a ten out of ten in Japan. That's my standard. Is if something isn't perfect or isn't great, then I shouldn't go there again because I can go find that ten if I just look a little bit harder, you know. And um, I think when I go back, I'm going back to the U.S. soon for the first time since I lived out here. I think a lot of the places I used to like, I'm going to go back to, and they're not going to be that great anymore, just because I've gotten used to this high quality when I first came out here everything was amazing everything was great but after four years you know everything can't be amazing anymore you have to kind of like that becomes your new normal and then you push more I'm not trying to it's not a conscious thing but it's just kind of natural you know yeah so I just think yeah food uh, my expectations are, are really really high now and what's a good restaurant you know yeah um I feel the same way. I mean, my expectations for everything, like I said, the clothing, the food. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that still do things by hand out here. There's a lot of, like, uh, places you could go to where things artisans. are... Yeah, artisans. It's you like an artisan country. We, back, we've yeah. mentioned that a few times in this podcast. And um, uh, it, go, it goes into, like, the things you buy, like a wallet, you know. or um, And I, I could appreciate that now. Uh, when back in the day, I mean, I just didn't care. I just would go to Walmart and buy stuff. Or I think it goes back to the price point too, and maybe why we're more willing to spend more money is because you know that there's a chance that someone's actually making this and it's their livelihood and it's not some big corporation, you know. And yeah, I've thought about that a lot more now that I've moved um, here, and I see people that do this kind of stuff. Mm. Like, I mean, just I always think of a place by your home. There's this little. Um, uh, it's in Kobe, and it's just this little uh, leather shop, and they do shoe repair, and they make shoes, and they make, like, a wallets and stuff, and it's just a tiny place, and I just think it's so cool that you have that in your neighborhood, and um, 
and it's the one in Suma or yeah it's the one in Suma I go there often yeah and yeah and it's just that's great to see and you want to keep those people in business you know And, and when you can do that you know I I don't know like I have a more of appreciation for that maybe it's because there's the face to go along with the you know yeah and I think we both like aspire to do creative things right mm-hmm. and like you know we talk about we want to open our own shops so like honestly at this point in my life yeah I'm happy to spend an extra $20 to be honest if it's going to a good cause it makes you feel good about yourself and you know them them too but uh, yeah, yeah it's interesting I mean this is a very personal episode I think if we were 10 years younger talking about these same things and Japan has probably changed us in different ways you know but yeah yeah. at this point in my life I always say that I think Japan raising a family being in your 30s and beyond Japan is like the perfect country when I was younger I could probably think a lot of other countries I'd rather be in you know than, I mean don't get me wrong I love Japan but there's other places I think that are more suited for young people yeah but Japan uh, yeah is really good for this time in our life yeah I feel like um, one way that uh, I've changed since I've been here is I do feel like I'm going from a, a young person's life you know mm. it's a bit of that transition from being a young person to like an adult yeah you know and um, I found adulthood in Japan as well I think yeah and um, I think it's easy to do because I mean this is a very adult centric you yeah. know country I mean the with the birth rate you know always on the decline and stuff I mean it's That's it's true. And I live in an older neighborhood with, like, a sleepy neighborhood in Osaka yeah. um, with a lot of elderly people walking around. I guess you think about things in. kids are doing and they're causing problems. And Japan's a place that's kind of famous for not accepting problems and following order, you know. And I'd say there's a sleepy vibe to Japan in general. Once you get outside of the big touristy areas that you might know, yeah, it's a pretty laid-back place it's quiet you know yeah a lot of old people yeah i'm getting like into my routines you know Mm. i like to have my coffee in the morning and do some reading watch some uh, nhk you know on my phone and um uh you know i go out in the afternoons to buy buy stuff to at the market you know to bring home and cook cook with Mm. and i mean it just feels like i'm doing all these things that I've always, you know, imagined, it sounds weird, imagined adults doing, but, yeah. you know, like, uh, it, living in Korea, I, I still felt like it was party time, you know, like, and I was still yeah. you know, partying hard and, and going out to concerts or to, you know, bars all the time and drinking a lot and eating a lot of out with, like, coworkers lots and things pork. like that. Yeah. yeah, lots of, eating lots of pork. Um, um, but... Uh, I feel that change, you know. I do more exercise now that I'm in Japan, you know. And that's because I'd say that's a that's one that I'm not gonna talk about that much, but that would be a big one for most people, and it was true for me. But being in Japan, you'll be more active in a Western country, and you'll eat healthier. Yeah, those are kind of cliche, but I don't yeah. drive anywhere. You know, when I'm in a car now, it feels really weird, and um, so I'm always on a bike. I'm always walking to some place. I mean, probably, today I, I walked about four or five miles today, not trying to just just living life, you know. Yeah, and the day it's only two o'clock, three o'clock right now or so. Yeah, I've lost a walks. lot of weight since yeah, I moved to Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not a lot. I mean, I've never been like overweight, but after Korea, where we were eating pork all the time, you yeah. know, I, I, I did, I have lost some pounds. So mm. um, that's good. Yeah. You know? I think Japan in general, like talking about just being an adult, 
there's a lot of options here for you if you speak Japanese, and it's not true of like we were living in Korea before, you know.、Um, granted, there's a lot more foreigners here that do speak Japanese. It's kind of rare to meet foreigners who are fluent in Korean, but it's pretty much just a place you go to teach English or be in the military if you're a foreigner, and that was really it. We're out here in Japan. You meet a ton of people doing stuff that's not related to, to teaching or serving in the military, you know.、Uh, and I think、uh, because of that, it's a good place to like have a career and be an adult as a foreigner, you know, living in Japan. Yeah.、Um, it just feels like there's a certain permanency there. Is that a word? Permanency, but yeah, I, it's really easy. I think to settle down and just feel like you're going to be here for a while. Whereas Korea felt more like a year kind of place. A lot of people did a year or two and left, you know. Yeah.、Um, where I see a lot of people stay in Japan. Our friend Tom, friend of the show, probably won't be hearing from him much because since the last episode,、uh, he's gone back to his home country for good, and it really kind of shook us up.、Um, and one of the reasons for me was just because everyone else I know, like, you know, Matt came out here, and at first I felt like I had to hang out with him all the time and stuff because, just like in Korea, our, our time, you know, seems short. But after a while, I started to realize, like, no,、nah, like he's like me, and he's gonna stay here. And I just kind of felt that all my friends, then there's no immediacy to hang out with them because、um, I just figured Japan's such a great place, you know, to settle down. That why wouldn't you want to stay here for at least five years or more, you know? Yeah.、Um, so I, I would say it's kind of rare when you get the person who comes here for one year and leaves. To me, when it happens, I'm always like, whoa, really? You're leaving? Like, you kind of want to know why? Why? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But- Where in Korea, it was more like if you met someone who was there for five years, you ask why, <laughs> and it's a great place and all. But again, it's just you can only do the same thing for so long, you know. Right. As a foreigner, I think if you speak Korean, maybe there's more opportunities. But、uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I kind of only have like one other really big one that I can talk about for a while. Do you have any other like smaller ones?、Or? I mean, some surprising things that I, I wouldn't have guessed are kind of things that I like to do. Back home, and I don't really do that much anymore. Like,、um, I was really big into anime, yeah. And I, I used to watch a lot of anime back home, and、um, now that I live in Japan,、um, it might just be the, just me maturing and stuff, you know. Maybe it doesn't speak to me like it used to, but、oh. uh, but I think also it has to do with、um, it's just less available.、Mm. <laughs> that sounds surprising, but、um, in English, yeah, because I don't speak Japanese. You know, I can watch anime on TV or on Netflix. But、um, but I only understand you know bits and pieces here and there.、Um, it, it, I, it's hard to find like Netflix doesn't ha- offer subtitles, English subtitles, even for shows that would have English subtitles in the、yeah. states.、There's, I don't know why there's some, but it's not a lot. It, very rare. Yeah. yeah. yeah.、Um, um, but I mean that's one big difference. That's true. Like when I lived in Korea, I was the same way though. Before I lived in Korea. I was like really into Korean culture, and I was watching Korean movies and listening to Korean music all the time. And then once I moved out there, I totally stopped all that. And I kind of feel the same here. Like we talked about playing a game like Persona. It's kind of like a Japan simulator, and how it's interesting in other ways. But yeah, I mean, there's less of that motivation there. Like honestly, like part of the reason I watch, read a manga, or watch an anime sometimes wasn't because like the story was amazing, but it's just because like I liked Japan and that was always in the background, you know. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to learn about Japan as much as I could in any way possible. Yeah.、And、Now that we live here, so that I motivation's mean, gone. I think. We have like all these things available, you know. I mean, it, we in our arcade episode we were talking about like、um, how we were kind of surprised that we don't go to arcades yeah, more yeah, often. But I mean,、one. it's another, it's another thing that you know we have available all the time, so we know it's not going anywhere, you know.、Yeah. And we just don't do it as often, you know. And、um, 
I feel like uh, like I remember we were living in Korea and we talked about some people who had podcasts and stuff. I can't remember specifics, but and they were kind of like, oh, maybe it was Neo Japanism, and they're like a little hard on Japan. They're saying like, ah, oh, it's not, it's cool, or I'm not going out to these concerts. And I remember thinking like, no, oh, you're crazy, man. Like I'll be doing that for sure. <laughs> but then there's a part of me now, and it's like I don't think I'm to that extreme at all. You know, of like getting negative at all or hypercritical about Japan. But there's part of me. It's if five years ago I'd be listening to this, I kind of be like, "Come on, go to the arcades more. Go watch yeah, the anime. Yeah. The go to like you're crazy, man. That stuff's great. Stay up all night. Yeah, it's kind of hard to understand it, I guess, until you until you lived it. But it starts to become no- normal. We're to not you. tourists, you know. I mean, yeah. we're we're living in Japan, so I I mean the the distinction is when you go come out here as a tourist and you like oh yeah I'll go to this concert tonight it's 50 bucks 60 bucks but you know we still need to pay our bills and we still need to you know buy groceries and we still need to you know I guess there's a lot of great things out here honestly like there's so much cool stuff yeah. and that you kind of have to pick and choose and some of those obvious ones that you would have thought you'd be doing all the time you pass up on those you know to go to like a festival or you know something else that maybe isn't something you could do from abroad you know, yeah you can and only do here. sometimes it's hard to get somebody to go with you know my i mean my yeah. wife um i mean we're both married and you have a kid and for me like it's hard for you to get you to come out to go to some of these things with me sometimes you know if there's something going on in osaka or if there's vice versa if there's something going on in your, your neck of the woods and then to motivate my wife to go out you know and, and do an all-nighter or something is really really challenging these days she doesn't want to do that anymore so um you know so a lot of times it's just i don't have anyone to go with or i could go by myself to some of these things but you know how it is sometimes you don't want to do that you know you want to go out with your friends or uh, loved ones and stuff yeah so um i mean all those things factor in and i i guess it's and also i know that more opportunities will come up Mm -hmm. because one thing that i i've said about japan i've said this probably a million times on the podcast is I never am lacking with things to do. Yeah. There's always somebody coming to town that I want to see their their concert, or there's always a festival, a festival. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo coming yeah. up soon, and all this stuff. And um, uh, so it's not like I won't be doing something awesome, you know, the next weekend. Yeah. Right, you know, so um, some of the reason is it's that, you know, and I some of it is just, yeah, I can't afford to do that stuff all the time, you know, because it is expensive. Sometimes things can be pricey, yeah. it adds up. Yeah, um, another one, big one for me is that, oh, I know what it was, a small one is we've talked about it a ton of times because Japan is so safe, mm-hmm. um, I think it's changed me in that, like, I'm. I'm always pretty laid back, but on the inside, I think I have a lot of anxiety. And I, I actually have a, had to take medication for anxiety before. I, I, I've only stopped taking that since living in Japan. And it wasn't like a hard thing to do. It just happened really fast right away. And I almost forgot. I, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, I used to occasionally like, have to take like a form of Xanax, you know. And I think there's a lot of reasons. But one of it is, yeah, because Japan is so safe. And I, like, I never worry ever about wife being out or any of that you know and um i was talking before about scanning the scene all the time to notice vending machines in another episode but yeah i find myself really letting my guard down a lot here and just kind of living life and i've never felt so comfortable yeah ever in my life in so many ways like in my in my career and my family life and, and ever and that's for a lot of reasons i don't know if you can say that's all for japan but you know you can't um 
place I live definitely has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I just feel so calm and so relaxed here all, all the time. Almost like too much. Like I feel sleepy all the time more than I used to. You know, I used to always have a lot of anxiety wound up inside. But, uh, yeah, it's all gone. That's a big deal. I mean, I remember when I moved to Korea and when we first started hanging out, um, that you would say, um, you pointed out that I was always looking over my shoulder when I'd get like go to ATM machines yeah, or, or like, is this you know, a valid ATM that's like authentic and yeah, I always, yeah. I'll always laugh at you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all that stuff, but, um, you know, these were things I was dealing with on a daily basis yeah. back where I was from. So, um, I, I mean, that is a huge deal. I mean, I let my guard down, leave my guard down all the time here because, I mean, you just can. Yeah. You know, there's times where I'll go to like a convenience store and I'll have my backpack and some records I just bought. And I'm like, do I need to bring all these bags inside the convenience store? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to relax and just leave that stuff in my basket in my bike, you know, yeah. and go, go in. And every time I've come out, like, all my stuff is still there. Nobody's touched it, you know. Nobody's messed with my, yeah. my things, small. you know. I mean, like, okay, that's good. You're safe. But, like, it has this trickle-down effect, I think, on, like, your, I don't know, on your psych- psychology or something. Yeah. And I think it's, just, it's good for you. And I talked a bit about it in the quality of life episode, but then in turn just feeling that, like, people are good and humanity is good, you know. I don't know. To me, I feel like I'm... Positive, very positive about things and yeah it's could, really easy to be happy for a lot of the small reasons we've mentioned so far it could be the kind of thing where you know like they were like you know japanese people look out for each other or something but it's not they i mean they look out for me all the time you know and i i am so grateful for that because there's times where i do forget i've forgotten my you know my identification at like a in a copy machine and people come running after me and or seeking me out you know and um, and then there's been times I've left bags in restaurants and people come running down the street, you know, to give me my bag back. So it's the whole pay it forward thing. And it makes you want to do that back, you know, and just passes on that positivity, I think. So uh, I really hope Japan never changes in that way. A lot of ways, I think Japan's like 30 or 40 years behind Western countries. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It sounds negative, but uh, I hope that it doesn't catch up with the way that Western culture has gone, you know, in terms of, like, everyone just really worrying about themselves all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'll be really, really sad. I don't know where my safe haven in the world is anymore, you know. I've been naturally, um, maybe we'll take a break and then hit on some last points. Yeah, sure. All right. back at you with what segment Matt uh, this is uh, know your chains yeah. and the chain in this segment is beard papa beard papa yeah what a great name that is yeah beard papa is a uh, cream puff or they call them shoe cream mm, shoe yeah um and basically what it is, it's a puffed dough that is filled with uh, a creamy filling. It's a vanilla filling, mm. like a pudding or a custard. Yeah, I think custard is how, how to describe it. Yeah. There's and, varieties of that, of course, but that's the standard. And 
uh, David's uh, learned about Beard Papa in Korea, but yeah. I actually have known about Beard Papa for a really long time mm. uh, because in LA they have some Beard Papas. And I used to go to this, um, it was called like the Little Tokyo Mall, and they had a beard papa in there, and I used to buy cream puffs from them. Um, it was one of my, my favorite treats. And there was also another place, Sautel, uh, uh, in Los Angeles. It's kind of West L.A. Uh, it's a small Japanese community, and they have a beard papa there. And I used to go there and study uh, when I was in the university over there. So you liked it a lot. So when I saw it in Korea, I went, I thought you're crazy is a bit much, but I thought, I was like, I don't know, man, that beer palette is not that great. So I, and I tried it like three or four times. I like Japanese stuff too. And I wanted to, all right, I want to try to see what the appeal is here. But the beer popper in Korea was of a much lesser quality. Yeah, than the it was not here. as fresh. Because I, I really like the one here too. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're not that common though. Uh, they're not, but they they are in a couple of places yeah. that are uh, busy. So some, I think you could come out on a trip here and never see it, you know, and you wouldn't be mind blown. It's something I, that if you live here, if you're looking for it, they're easy to find. But again, there's just so much stuff here that, you, yeah, it's gonna be hard to miss things. You if know? you get lost in like the shuffle, shuffle yeah. yeah. But um, the Shibuya, Shibuya has a, a beard papa on the outside. I think it might be, I think it might still be there, even though they're doing a lot of construction in the area. It's but, a yellow and blue shop. Yeah. The logo is a uh, man looks much like Santa Claus, you might say. Yeah, it's beanie. like Santa Claus with the beanie. Yep. And um, they're cheap. They're like $1.50, I think, for them. And the, the custard is of such a high quality. In, in general, in Japan, the beer pop is a great example of that. It's so rich, and it feels very homemade, you know? They're very dense. It mm-hmm. feels like a, a used baby's diaper, which I'm very <laughs> accustomed to. Honestly, that's when you hold it in the bag. Yeah, they're heavy. It yeah. feels like that. Yeah, they're solid. It's a bit moist. Um, and if I could change one thing about them, I would say that the bread for me is a little bit like styrofoamy, but that's the nature of a shoe in general. They're all kind of like that. Yeah. But I, I wish the bread was a little more substantial. It's a bit wafer-like uh, slightly. Yeah. You know? um, the inside part for me is like a 10 out of 10. It's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. If you look in the cream and stuff, you could see like the little bits of vanilla, mm. like vanilla bean and stuff, yeah, which yeah. is... You know, you don't get that in a lot of vanilla custards and I'm usually like kind puddings. of a classic guy. I just get the regular thing. I'll try the specials, but it isn't something I'll, like, get often. But the Beer Papa specials are good, and sometimes I'll go regularly and get those and not the yeah, classic ones. They, There's, like, they a have almond. a lot of seasonal stuff. There's an almond one that's really good. Their, their chocolate is awesome, yeah. too. Like, they have a matcha one, a green tea one that shows up every once in a while. They've had some seasonal ones, like, for Halloween, you know, they have, like, a pumpkin one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my favorite, personal favorite, is a one that they have all the time. It's the Eclair, which yeah, is basically like the regular shoe cream, vanilla vanilla pudding on inside, but dipped in chocolate on the top. That was great. Yeah, and um, I, I get those all the time. I, I love those. Yeah, I go about once every other month. I'd say. Yeah, because I, I don't I go see about it once a month. Okay. But um, that's about it. Mm-hmm. We we thought we it's another one of those things where yeah, we thought we'd be that. going all the time, but you know we also have to consider our health. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you eat those all the time, they're pretty heavy. Um, but uh, it's a great place yeah. that I highly recommend. If you come to Japan, you should definitely check out. Have a shoe cream. Yeah, uh, you're not going to regret it. C H O U X. Or is it S eight? I think it's C H O U. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, could be wrong. Yeah. Know your chain, beard, Papa.
are back. Yep. Uh, we're talking about things that, in ways Japan has changed us, or I guess in our, my four and your three years living here, you know, how we feel we've, we've changed or we've, uh, we're different now. Yeah, I have one that was a big one for me, and right. that, it's just yeah. a, a change in my kind of career path mm. because I didn't realize I wanted to do teaching until I, I uh, came to Japan. Yeah. And you've and, been doing it for a while, but it wasn't something that you considered staying with for a long, long time. Yeah, I did it for four years in Korea, and then I, I've done it three years here. And um, as I was doing it, uh, I came to realize like it's something that I enjoy doing, and I, I feel like it's a good fit for me. And so now, you know, I'm, I'm making some moves to become a professional teacher and not just an ESL teacher. Um, but uh, that decision, you know, I mean, I, I've, I'm in the 36 years old. You know, um, I should know my what career path I should be on, but you know. Uh, it's one of those things where I never knew what I was gonna, where I was gonna end up, and um, I guess teaching kind of found me. Mm. And uh, in a lot of ways, you know, I think Japan has a lot to do with it because I mean the schools are so nice and um, uh, the students are real studious and and uh, for the most part polite. You know, you get your exceptions here and there, but um, there's still like a bit of a um, you know, there's this regard for uh, uh, respect. R- there's respect for seniority and for um, teachers. You know, I mean, kids ca- still call me sensei and stuff, which you know, I don't call myself that. But yeah, you yeah. know, uh, uh, but just, that's just the word in general. Right? I mean, it's used for like doctors and things. So the fact that it's set in the culture that you'd reserve, you know, respect for a doctor and a teacher in the same light. It's pretty cool. You know, you can't yeah. say that in our own culture anymore. Yeah. Um, I think you could you'd hear Japanese people argue that it's declining, but again, everything's relative. And for us, you know, I, I who knows? The schools are different. The school that we've worked in, you know, we feel that way. I would I would agree with you there. Um, for me though, it's like I came here with for the job, teaching, but I wouldn't have gone and got my masters in education if I hadn't known that I wanted to live in Japan long term. And I guess I just, for me, honestly, I probably wouldn't have become a teacher if it wasn't for, like, the possibility to teach in Japan inter- oh, internationally. It's the same so for my me. My motivation definitely. was I don't want to do ESL for, again, I've done it in Korea as much as I could do it. And I know I'm really bad at language, so I knew I wasn't going to learn Japanese anytime soon. And so how can I live in Japan long term with a career, not just a job, but, like, keep growing and be able to, like, live there for the rest of my life if I wanted and teaching was one of the I don't know, most accessible ways, I guess. Learning about international schools or univer- teaching at a university as well. Uh, again, without uh, strong Japanese skills, that was a great way to be here. So that honestly was what got me through the schooling, you know. Um, yeah, so I think Japan changed me in the big time that way, very indirectly. I wasn't living here at the time or anything, but knowing that I could live in a country like Japan for a really long time and uh, have a career and not just a job was a big one. I remember uh, you and I sat down once, and it was probably a year after I'd moved to Japan, and uh, I was telling you that I kind of had like this, um, I was kind of at a loss because I didn't know I, I kind of achieved like my ultimate goal, which was to live in Japan, you know, and and to live out here. And I kind of had this, this, um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to call it post traumatic stress because I feel like that's too serious. Yeah. But it was like this. Um, it was almost a loss of like you know like I that whole 
period of my life, which was probably over 15 to 18 years or so, um, was done. I achieved my goal, you know? And uh, when you do that, it's kind of gives you this weird, this weird sensation. You kind of wonder where, where you're going to go next. But, um, I think from there I've changed because now I have like other goals in, in mind and, um, I've made new goals and I've, you know, that's really helped me grow as a person. And yeah, it kind of like put me on the path to become a teacher and also, um, also motivated me to want to stay in Japan. You know, I mean, it's one of the biggest motivators was, okay, now that I'm here and I've done it, you know, do I want to stay here? And, um, you know, and everything we've talked about up until this point has led to a big yes to that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Big yes. I mean, I think it was an easy yes to come to because, I've always wanted to be here, mm. you know. And, um, and for some people, we know people come here and it doesn't live up to expectations. Yeah. You know? And for some people, it's not it's not for them, you know. I mean, mm. I, I understand, you know, where our friend Tom was coming from, and you know, sometimes it's, you know, it doesn't offer offer always offer the opportunities that y- you might want or that might be right for you. So, mm. you know, I wouldn't say that Japan is the perfect place for everyone, but. Um, but you know, for me, it's tough to beat. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, you hit on my big one, which was um, that for 15 years of my life, and I came here when I was 30. So for half of my life, my goal was to get Japan, whatever means whatever means necessary, and not just to visit on vacation or anything, but to live there. And I did that, and I worked really, really hard to do that. And I thought I did like I was pretty proud of myself for the way I got here. But I didn't really know how to set new goals. And that same conversation you're talking about was yeah, a feeling that I've had. And to be honest, I still have that feeling now. It hasn't really gone away. It hasn't gotten any smaller. And I haven't really set a new goal. In terms of like, yeah, I have aspirations and things I want to do professionally or my career rise, but not like, I don't know, not in the same level or with the same excitement or... I'm trying to think of even something in the same realm. Besides location, like I've talked about, I want to still move to like Tokyo and be in Japan. But I don't know, something as exciting that, again, it's not a job kind of thing. Whether that be like joining a band or making a comic book, something like very personal, like coming to Japan was a very personal thing. Um, I don't know what else there is. Maybe there doesn't have to be. My wife gives me a hard time and says, so what? We we did it and why do you why is there this obsession with always having a new goal I guess I just worry that things will get stagnant or I'll look back on a certain time and just be like what did I how did I grow and I don't know I guess growth matters to me you know yeah. I always feel like I'm improving or getting better and I am in a lot of ways I've started a family and I've moved up to my job and my career but yeah I guess on a, like a personal hobby kind of the selfish level I have a lot of dreams, but they're like pipe dreams, and I'm, I don't know how to make those happen, you know? Well, I'll tell you one thing that helped me a lot yeah. was starting this podcast, and um, I, I think it kind of started around the time that we had that conversation, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's helped me a lot because it gets, not only do I get to get, get a lot off my chest, and it makes me, it reaffirms like my enjoyment of Japanese culture and the things that I get to do out here. Um, but, uh, but it gives me something to strive for, you know, like, I mean, I, I enjoy our meetings, you know, when we get to hang out and, you know, talk about just like our favorite plays, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
uh, I I think it's helped me a lot with that that emptiness that I had, you know, because mm. for me it, it is a goal to get out a good episode, you know, each week and. Um, I know our, sometimes our podcast is of, of varying qualities, you know, at times. But, I mean, we're, you know, if anything, we're earnest, you know, and we're trying to, you know, do the best we can with the budget we have, with the, you know, time we have. And the, um, and it's always a goal that, you know, it keeps, it's a goal that I always want to, you know, I always want to meet. I always want to make the podcast like a good episode. And I yeah. always want to make the blends of the songs, you know, and all that stuff like that's part of that's part of my uh you yeah. know i mean that's a goal in itself right is to like both of you and i are creative people who like making things and to do that you know mm-hmm. so we're achieving that goal and to keep growing the show and changing it and making it better yeah yeah that's that's a small goal i guess we've been but, doing it for like almost eight years now with the korean show too yeah that um it seems I still really, really like it. And the minute that I wasn't excited to meet or think about the music of the show or anything, I would know it would be like time to maybe consider, you know, stopping. Yeah. It's never in the eight years. I've never felt the smallest bit of that. Except uh, when, we went, when we were apart in different countries, right? Yeah, that was stopped. a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I don't know. Like, I guess the way I look at it is... Um, I was the person listening to this podcast, you know, like I was the guy listening to podcasts and reading articles and going on blogs and, and Uh, you were too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so now, I mean, my goal is to give back to those people, you know, and for a new generation of people that might be interested in coming out and might want to see like a different side of Japan, which, you know, we try to tackle. I know we, we do some things that, you know, other people have covered, but we try to put, you know, the Japan 2.0 spin on it, you know? Which, uh, which is our unique perspective, you know, and uh, you know, I was worried like if we were going to be a little too generic, you know, because so many things get covered in Japan. But now that we've done this for probably almost fifty episodes, you know, or getting close to like fifty episodes, um, I feel like we've covered a lot of things that I've never came yeah. in contact with, you know. Yeah, or even if the topic starts off one that's been covered, I think we always. We usually get to a direction of that, you know, maybe is unique. But yeah, no, I think that that sums up a lot of it, you know, uh, how Japan's changed us. And yeah. I'm curious, you know, after three or four more years here, how else we would have changed, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's hard to see, like, it's hard to see big change, you know, but... Um, I've heard uh, other answers, popular answers I've heard from people are like, they've gotten quieter or like more conscious of what their actions do to other people and those are all things that I think you'd expect from Japan you know mm-hmm. but I think for me Japan was a good match because I, I had a lot of those tendencies already you know yeah yeah um, I was gonna say I fit in here yeah, better yeah, than yeah, I fit yeah. in where exactly. I'm from exactly so, yeah. so for me those, those kind of I don't know I don't know what you'd call those items but that wasn't so much of a change uh, might have been more just kind of weird hey, it's kind of like one offs I feel unique you know it's fun to talk about because I've never really I never really thought that way of myself, you know. But if you're asked that question, yeah, you have to kind of challenge yourself. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about this place, but it does feel comfortable, and I, I kind of always knew it would be comfortable for me. Mm. Um, and I think that's what attracted me to the culture, you know, whether it was subliminal or not, you know. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I'm glad I'm here, and mm. yeah, I'm glad I get to do this podcast. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like sure. it's a, it's an honor. We always say that we're living the dream, but it's true, and it doesn't seem to stop. You know, yeah, I, I haven't gotten. I don't take it for. I don't take advantage of that yet. Yeah, I, 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 I hope it never goes away. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you can't take it for granted. You know, we need we need to you know stay positive because mm. and we've we've had no, nothing to complain about. We live good lives. Yeah, yeah. so good. Well, uh, so. With that, we should start wrapping up. Um, check us out all over the internet. We're Japan 2.0. We have um, we have uh, iTunes, you know. So find us on iTunes. Subscribe and rate us. Um, you could check out our blog at Japan 2.0 at blogspot.com, and you could also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. So today's music is going to be brought to you by a group called Enjoy Music Club. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, and these guys uh, have a bit of a cult following. I'm always surprised they're not bigger than they are because they have a really, I don't know if pop's the right word, but a really polished sound. You know, they sound like they could be playing on the radio or something, but they have a small underground following. Uh, like I look on their YouTube and their views are so small and I, I very rarely see their record out, you know. You have to go to like a really, the right kind of record shop to find it. We do find people who like them. They really love them. And uh, we've talked about STP or Strata Power before, and they're, they're very similar to them. Uh, again, maybe a slightly more pop uh, vibe. Of like yeah, pop. like pop band, because they are a band. Yeah, yeah they play their, their instruments and stuff. Uh, but yeah, they're a very hip-hoppy, funky group. Um, really funny, nice guys. They're like in their 40s or so. They wear uniforms, which is always a plus yeah, for me. Red hats and like yellow jumpsuits. And uh, their music videos are really cool. And uh, they only have one album out as far as I know. I think they have one or two EPs. Uh, and all their songs are kanji heavy, so I don't know the name or how to pronounce the song exactly. But I call it the robot song because the music video has these homemade robot outfits. <laughs> uh, it's a really fun song. My whole family likes it. Like, when we put it on, we all do the robot dance from the video. Even my little son, my two-year-old son, likes it. He calls it uh, the robot band. Um, so, yeah, Enjoy Music Club. They're awesome. Really good, you know, good mood kind of music, you know. He put it on. Their whole album is, is great. It's so good. I, I like it more and more every time I listen to it. Yeah. So uh, It's cool, you know. We're, we're uh, trying to put a little more modern music and contemporary artists, you know, on, mm. on Japan 2.0. Um, so if you like these these artists, you know, if you like Enjoy Music Club, check them out. Yeah. Go on there, go check out their YouTube. A lot of people complain about, like, Japanese, modern Japanese music, and it's not what it used to be. And I'd agree with that sentiment. It's not as good as it used to be, but... Uh, if you don't mind putting a little time and work and going to visit some record stores you know, and seeing what the, the owners curated, there's a lot of cool stuff. I'm always finding new stuff. Uh, there's, there's still too much music for me to find time to listen to or find money to buy yeah. Japanese music, modern Japanese music. Yeah, uh, It's just not really playing on the radio. But, uh, yeah, we got tons of these groups you know, to talk about. So we're not, we're not running out of music anytime soon for you. So, yeah, hopefully you like Enjoy Music Club and you keep tuning in to Japan 2.0 to find out more. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. See ya. Peace.
あの子から迷ってるとか愚問だな今日こそクラブに行こうかなキラキラミラーボールぐるぐる回る浮き足立ちつつあの子を探すキラキラミラーボールぐるぐる回る浮き足立ちつつあの子を探すあの子を探す<笑>